Hey there, I'm Ashley, and this is New Day with Ashley. If you're looking for inspiration to make a difference and create lasting impact, then you're in the right place. Get ready to be encouraged by the stories of my guests who have taken risks, overcome challenges, and created opportunities. It's time to make the most of your new day. My guest today has conquered the odds. Moving from Haiti to Fargo in 1997 with his family, he would go on to become one of Fargo's most wanted. It was through motivation, dedication, and faith instilled by the jail chaplains that he has become one of Fargo's most successful entrepreneurs. Will Dort is the founder and co-owner of Skill Cuts Barbershop and Salon, proving that no matter your past, you can find purpose and direction for your life. Well, welcome to New Day with Ashley, Will. Yeah, thank you for nice having me. You. So Will Dort, uh, Skill Cuts Barbershop and Salon. Correct. The, you're the founder. One of them. <laughs> One of On them. the corners, yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah. Yeah, so we, we were just saying mm-hmm. you have, have a long story. Correct, correct. Uh, but an amazing story. And starting when you, you grew up in Haiti. Correct. I grew up in Haiti. Got, got here in 97. Okay. Um, yeah, my father um, and uh, my mother just split. They were married for, I don't know, my I don't know, 10 years before that. And I sure. can't, can't recall Haiti. We don't keep records. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they split. And then uh, he ended up, uh, he had two kids outside of marriage. And then um, he, uh, it was two two older brothers of mine. He okay. went and got them, told everybody that he was going to America. No one believed him. And then uh, he had uh, four kids with my mother. Okay. And then when me and my, uh, I have an older brother, and then my oldest sister and my little sister, staying with my mom so he was telling everybody he was going to the state but nobody believed him because the guy couldn't read or write so wow yeah <laughs> so yeah he, he made it he and made so it. he came in like 94 90 1994 94 right. okay yeah. straight to fargo too right yeah. of all places out of all places yeah he's like i want to be in a place where no haitians <laughs> and they're like well fargo <laughs> 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 and there's some snow too <laughs> uh, like, did he move in the winter um i can't remember what what <laughs> What the time of year it was, but I know it was 94. Okay. Yeah, he moved. And in. then you came in 97. 97. Oh, yeah, right so, in the snow, November 25th. Really? Yeah, 1997. Yeah. A nice welcoming. Man, beautiful welcoming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cold, but, you know, got used to it pretty quickly. Yeah. So you come over. How old are you then? I was 12 years old. Right okay. About, uh, I was about turned turn 13. Okay. But, yeah, went to pretty much... I felt like I went to every school in Fargo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I went to I went Discovery, went to South High, went to Ben Franklin, went to North High, and Agassiz. Okay. So <laughs> were you guys moving around? Well, I, I had to learn English. Okay. And I'm still learning, by the way. So. <laughs> well, I'd say it's very good. So uh, It's coming a long way, but <laughs> we're working. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that in itself is a challenge. Correct, correct. Um, so, but growing up in Haiti, was that pretty challenging? Oh, very challenging. Um, growing up in Haiti, uh, and I just got a person that I just know that he got sent back, and <laughs> and he was I, I was there. I went, you know, from '97. I didn't go back till uh, 15 years later, okay. 2012. I went back, and it was it was a it was a shock, and I felt like what happened from '97 to 2012. You know, the earthquake happened and all that, and it was it was heartbreaking, heartbreaking, mm-hmm. and. Um, 
and then I went back again in 2016 and 2017. Okay. And then now me and my wife were doing some programs, some feeding, water, and stuff like that. Mm. But it's, uh, it's a different world. If you, um, you know, here we, we complain if you go to fast food, they didn't put, you know, pickles on our sandwich or, you sure. know, they forgot the lettuce or whatever. And you got the real problem over there. People are going days without food. Wow. So that's, that's the life over there. So. Oh, so when you came to America, then it was like, okay, I, oh, yeah. this American dream. My right? goodness, America is like it's like everybody's dream is to be in America. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember as a kid just running through, you know, the cornfield, just imagining just coming to the state. You know, because I had uh, uncles and aunt that was in America already. Okay, and we were, were always told like one day you guys probably gonna make it, and you know, I always imagine just running around, you know, pretending my, <laughs> 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 I got like a. <laughs> A cover, you know, like a bowl cover or something sure. like that. Sure, steering wheel. wheel. So just running through the cornfield thinking like, you know, one day you're going to be driving a car one day, you know. Yeah. Probably. During that time, I've probably been in the car maybe twice. Wow. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, we made it, and it's been it's been everything that, you know, I dreamed of, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely the land of opportunity for mm-hmm. sure. And a couple of rough patches. Of course, of course. Can't, you know. Without, Some challenges. Oh, yeah. yeah. Without the rough patches, we won't be here. Right. Wouldn't know? be their story. Yeah. Correct, right. Right. But yeah. And uh, getting here in 1997 and then went through all my grade school here and then um, uh, graduated high school, got held back um, uh, half a year, uh, my senior year, and then graduated. I was supposed to graduate 2003, graduated in 2004. And then right after graduation, I moved out of my mom's house. And then uh, that's the time where I started using drugs and just partying heavy and, you know, had a job, quit my job and then ended up being homeless and um, just went through it, you know, in Fargo. Um, But, you know, I appreciate the hard time and uh, that's why we're here. Um, Then I was in Cass County Jail for nine months. And then uh, my wife... You know, she's been with me since, you know, high school, you know, since 2003. Okay. Were you high school sweethearts then? Or? I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> right. But she held on. I was a crazy, a crazy guy. Wow. She held on. She held on to this yeah. crazy kid. And, <laughs> you know, and I felt like, you know, at one time I told her everything I did. And I felt like that's probably one of the best decisions I made is because I, while she was dating me, she'd never really know me. Sure. You know, she was, you know, I was like that with her and then like that with my parents sure. and like that with my buddies you know, just playing different characters. And eventually um, it caught up to me where um, I, I felt like God was, you know, working in my heart too. Just kind of like, you got to tell her. It's like I'm dating an angel, yeah. and, you know. And then she was just just amazing, you know. And till today, you know, um, it's just, and then I confessed, told her like I was selling drugs, using drugs, and then partying, cheating, and all that stuff. And it was just an... Uh, a relief after yeah. I did tell her because I felt like it was preparing something big because oh. I was just about to get busted. Wow. So that was before. That okay. Was before. Wow. Yeah. So now she knew everything and she was still there by your side. She was still there. Yeah. She was still there. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Now two kids and, you know, just the whole life to live. You yeah. Know? Um, and so then you said you got busted yep right yep and that's when you then spent nine yeah i spent nine months in cass county jail okay um and right before i went to jail um i was living in new york i just kind of fleed to new york into like end of 2005 right before katrina oh i went to new york my brother owns a barber shop over there and i was working with him and then when i left i (laughs) 
just told her like I told my my wife that like I'm I'm leaving I can't do Fargo anymore, wow. you know. And then uh, when I how I long went, were you in New York then? I was in New York for about six months, okay. and I ended up getting sick in New York, and I was like, man, I can't do this anymore. And just the grind of New York, you know. And I'm like, remember Fargo, you know. Even I I didn't have nothing here, but I just know that. New York wasn't a place to be, sure. you know, and then ultimately I came back. It was uh, uh, around February. I came okay. back and then uh, I was living with my, with my mom. I didn't have a place to live. And then uh, one day my uh, my my older brother called me. He's like, what are you doing in Fargo's Most Wanted? <laughs> and I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? You know, and then he's like, yeah, you want to get Fargo's Most Wanted, you know, you, you know, you got two class A felony on the, some methamphetamine charges. I'm like, what? And of course I was selling. And I'm sure. like, yep, it caught up to me. Hmm. And I'm like, man, I felt like I came just to go to prison. You know, I sure. should have stayed in New York. But that that night, I remember it was uh, nighttime. I remember I'm like, I'm not going to run away. I'm going to turn myself in. Oh. And then that's when um, that's when I turned myself in. You know, I brought the paper to the jail and then, and be like, I see you guys looking for me. Wow. <laughs> and they're like, yep. <laughs> and then they cuff me right there. And I know that, you know, you know, from watching cops for all these years, I'm like, you know, you got warranted, you know, you wanted and all that. Usually you get caught at a bad time, bad right. moment, you know, probably in some house party somewhere with no clothes on, just running. Sure. Around, <laughs> something like that. I'm like, I'm not going to be that. <laughs> I'm not going to be that guy. So I ended up uh, turning myself in. And then um, through that process, um, you know, I always cut hair. I've been cutting hair okay. since I was like, like eight years like eight, old. Yeah, like, I thought I read about eight. Right, so I was like, about, huh. Yeah, in Haiti. And just feeding the, you know, sharing my food with the with the kids, the neighbor kids. And then I'll be like, man, I got to cut your hair. Yeah, and you got to do something with that. Of yeah. course, of course. <laughs> I, that's, that's how I paid my barber college when I was eight. Paid <laughs> 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 with my food. Sure. So, yeah, and I got I got better eventually. And then parents was like, oh, come, you don't cut their hair anymore. And like, I need some scissors and I need new, you know. Sure. Brazers uh, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I've been I've been doing it for a while. And then. When I got busted, how I got to Barber College here, it's like my wife was like, well, you're going, to, you're going to prison. You might as well just look to do something. Maybe, you know, the judge will have mercy on you. And then that's when she, <laughs> I got the application. She got me the application. She filled it out. She paid the application. Because you'd paid. always wanted to do that then. You're like, Correct. you, know, you it, knew about it. It's yeah. always a passion of mine. I mm-hmm. just, um, I feel like if I wasn't cutting hair for money, I would always do it for free. Sure. Because I, I love the transformation part. I love mm-hmm. just the way it makes people feel. And you got a whole new look after a great haircut. Right. And it's just like, it's something that I always did. Which yours does look good. Well, thank so. you. I barely <laughs> even did anything with it. <laughs> thank you. But it's just like, that's 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 what draws me to cutting hair. But um, in 2006, right before I went in, I was in, in at the school and stuff like that. And just, you know going through the process and during that time I had uh, financial aid and then I got charges pending. Mm. And then eventually I told my instructor that, Hey, you know, um, I have, uh, I have court I have to go to cause I had to, I, I let her know before I got in. I was like, hey, this is my charges. This is what I'm facing. Sure. And then thank God that she allowed me to, to start. And then when that time comes and I remember <laughs> till the day I was wearing this orange polo, and then I went to court, 
And then as soon as I walked in, when they called me up, my, my public defender wasn't there. And they got a bunch of cases that they're working on. You know, they don't have time to really process everything. Sure. And then I remember he showed up late. And when they called my name, and then he quickly called me. He's like, Your Honor. You know, he just came budging in. He's like, Your Honor, I need to talk to him real quick. And then he pulled me outside. And then we started talking. I was like, what's, what's going on? He's like, well, I, I, I made a deal for you today. I'm like, what? He's like, you made a deal for me? You didn't even ask me. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, you, you got to go to jail today. You got to go in. <laughs> With my orange polo, like I was oh, ready gee. to go. You know, uh -huh. and then uh, he's like, yeah, you got to go in. I'm like, really? I'm like, well. He didn't ask at all, though? Yeah. No. He didn't, didn't ask, ask you? Wow. No, he never asked. Huh. Tell when the, <laughs> I was like, wow. I'm like, well, let, let's do it. He's like, wow. you're serving nine months in, in jail. You know, you went to school, you know, and that's the, that's the best we can do. And to me, I, that, that's the best because I got two class A felonies, you know, and uh, first offense, you know. And I'm like, let's go. And then because he, he told me, like, if you don't take this deal and you go to trial, you could go to jail for a long time. Okay. And I was like, say no more. Let's okay. go. And then... So it was more best case scenario than that, I guess. Best case scenario. Best even case though scenario. he hadn't talked to you. Yeah. Even, yeah. Even if he said two years, what am I going to do? Yeah. When you got like what maximum carries at 20 years each. Wow. So I'm looking at okay. 40 years. So even if they said 10 years, I'm like, well, let's go, you know, and thank God. It was so you're already wanting to like make this change of your life. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. correct. And, I, and I felt the only way out, I, you know, if my drug selling wasn't that long. And I got busted that quick. I'm like, that's not going to work out. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that's not going to work out. So, and I, I went in and I, I spent uh, nine months in there. And then I remember when I got sentenced, um, even going back, when I turned, turned myself in, I had no money. My bill was $10,000. And I'm sitting there like, I don't know anybody with that type of money. And it was my wife. And thank God that I confessed to her told her everything and then I like it caught up to me I remember when I called her when I was in booking and then she uh talked to her mother and then she, her mother put her house down and then my sister put some money on on the, wow. on the bell and then yeah I got me out and I know for myself like I know that I couldn't let them down I could not because I feel like certain things that is done for you in your life it's not something that you take lightly right and Obviously, she saw something in me that I didn't see myself, and I had to, I had to believe that. And, uh, and I spent uh, nine months in there. I met some great, great people in jail. I met, that's when I got involved with uh, Jail Chaplain Ministry. Yeah. I got involved in that, and uh, it's, it's been awesome. And meet some life-saving people. Yeah. You know, starting with my wife and just, to just even meeting with Nick. That's like. <laughs> sure, yeah, friend of ours, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, it's just been, been unbelievable. Just, and I remember uh, um, when, I was, uh, when I was in jail, there was a client that I always cut hair, cut his hair at the barber college. And I remember um, with the Pell Grant, you know, if you've been convicted of any felonies that they will, it'll be cut off. Mm. Yeah. And then I remember I'm going in there and my instructor's telling me like, well, they just cut the Pell Grant. We gotta, if you can't pay, we gotta, you can't be here anymore. And uh, my face was downcast, and I remember uh, my client was like, what's the matter? I'm like, well, currently I'm in jail right now. 
You know, you had work so, release. Correct. Okay. Right. And thank God for work release because yeah. now they don't have it anymore. I'm like, oh my goodness. Imagine if that was right now. I would have been. Sure. Yeah. So um, he told me like, well, you know, for a while I've been getting haircut by you. I've been really filling you out to check like, you know, what's going on with you. And he's like, well, the plan was that him and a buddy was supposed to try to open up a salon, Calypso Hair on 13th Avenue. By, okay. Uh, Little Caesar there. Um, he's like, yeah, my me and my buddy was uh, supposed to open this uh, this uh, salon slash barbershop, and we've been trying to recruit you. And I'm like, well, you can't recruit me anymore. I'm getting kicked out. He's yeah. like, he's like, I can't pay for my for my school. He's like, don't worry about it. We'll pay for it. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like God just keeps showing up for these people. You, yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And and the other day, it's like like the the things that you you know i've experienced and i'm like you you keep doing the right thing it's just like you know of course there's you know bad all around but i believe god always put people around you to to help you and guide you you know and it's always been a lending hand no matter what the situation uh that that i've been placed in right. you know and after that i i got out of jail uh summer of 2007 graduate um college too um, summer of 2007. Okay, wow. Yeah, so started uh, working for Calypso Hair and then just doing awesome. And and I remember uh, I didn't have a car to go to work. Sure. <laughs> you know, I uh, called my uh, my high school teacher. He ended up retiring and he owned a car lot. And Was then, he like a mentor to you? He's or? always been. Okay. Always been a great, great friend and just always been, you know. And uh, I remember I went, went to his place I'm like, man, I, I need a car. You know, I'm, you know, winter's about to come. I need a car. I was riding my bike. You know, my mom lived kind of by Cashwise, and then okay. Calypso yeah. was, was right there. I was riding a uh, bike over there, and then uh, he was like, uh, I can, I can help you out. You know, and I'm like, what do you have? He's like, I got this car over there. You know, very low mile. I remember a little Mazda Millennia, you know, <laughs> uh, ninety two, and he's like, I got that car for you. You know, and then uh, I was looking at a cheaper car. He's like, No, it's not gonna last through the winter. Oh. And then he, uh, he's like, Take that. Well, I like, well, I got no money. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'm like, he's like, if you can give me a word that you will make payments, I will give you the car. Mm. And I'm oh. like, I will do that. Yeah. And I, I, his partner was like telling him later, he told me his partner told him, no, do not do it. <laughs> Don't you give him that car. You'll never see that money again or the car. Yeah. And then he, he trusts me and then yeah. he, he, he gave me the car. And then uh, I remember I just make my payment on time and got done with it. Wow. And it wasn't long after, you know, I paid the car off maybe like even a year, a little bit over a year, paid the car off. Wow. And then now, it was uh, fall of 2008. Um, me and uh, uh, my partner, we were about to, we got the idea, let's open skill cuts. Let's open a barbershop. Okay. I got no money. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, wait a minute, I'll go sell the car back so I can open my own business. And then I went up to, to, to my friend again, Dave Heidi. And I said, Dave, I got to talk to you. I, 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 I'm trying to open my own business. I don't have money, so I'm trying to sell this car. So I can get money to to start this business. He's like, "Well, how are you gonna get it to work?" I'm like, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> didn't think that far yet. No, yeah. I didn't think that far." I'm like, "My thing is like, when time gets hard, you know, it's you got to do what you got to do." And I remember in jail, 
that it was middle of winter. I had no car to get to, to school. And then <laughs> a buddy of mine that was inside, he's like, well, you know, he was on work release with me. He's like, my, my daughter have a, a little bike if you want to use it. I use that bike from the jail to downtown every day. Wow. You know, going to school in the middle of winter, too. And I'm like, never forget where you come from. Right. If time get tough. I got to downgrade or I got to do whatever I got to do. That's just what I got to do. Sure. And I remember I took that little girl's bike, you know, sidewalks full of snow. snow I'm driving right. right in the middle of Main Avenue. I'm going downtown. And, I'm, and I remember telling myself I'm riding towards success. I'm riding towards success. Mm. And I'll never forget that. You know, and then just like when I opened my own business, I'm willing to sell the car. If I have to walk to work, I'm willing to walk to work um, to, to, to see this dream come true. And you just knew you wanted to have your own business. Yes. Just, yes. Like after starting working for those other guys, mm -hmm. you kind of just oh yeah, kind of got that in you that correct, correct. We, I need to do this. We, we, we had to do it. Yeah. And then uh, through that time and then even finding the place to rent to a felon because my partner, he's, he's also was a felon. Sure. And it's difficult. And I'm praying like, please. No background check. Yeah. <laughs> no background check. And then we find that spot over there. No background check. Okay. And then we got in. And then, of course, my buddy didn't take the car. He's like, keep the and car. And what was the first place? Uh, the first place was Calypso's. Okay. The, but the first skill cuts, when we first opened skill cuts, that was on Main Avenue next to Brunt Cabinet. Okay. Right by the underpass. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> he's like, I'm not going to take the car from you, but I'll loan you 2500 bucks. And then he, I'm like, you sure? He's like, yes. <laughs> he believed uh, in you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. And then uh, skill cuts, we started skill cuts for like 2,500 bucks. Wow. And then, you know, it's like. I mean, was that a challenge starting a business? Like, okay. We, we know nothing. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> what did you know about running a business? We know how to cut hair. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, if, if we do a good job. They will come. They will come back. <laughs> <laughs> they will come back. They will tell their friends. Correct, correct, correct. So that's 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 how it's been. You know, we you know focus on uh, customer relationship and yeah. everybody that comes in there. You wouldn't know if we know them forever or you know it's just we always you know bring that thing out where you come in, you feel like you belong and you feel like you're family, part of the part of the group. You know. Yeah, I think that's part of your correct. Um, what you guys do correct, is correct, and it's 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 it's. it's I feel like that's what keeps us going mm -hmm. and that's why we, i believe we'll continue to grow it's like a whole experience correct yeah. correct correct and it's just the barbershop it's like and it's not just getting a haircut just people could just come in there and just have a conversation because you don't know what people are going through oh it's like therapy exactly exactly <laughs> barbers are the therapy, so. yes <laughs> so it's uh you know uh, we started there and then um eventually we 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 kept growing you know we started with two chair and we just Keep yeah. growing and growing, and then eventually now we're sitting on 26 chairs right now. Wow. You know, we just didn't want to spread ourselves too thin. But right. as as we grow, you know, my my always my thinking is that the hard workers, the guys that really want it, is plug them in as partners. Mm. You know? Sure. And that we have six of us right now. Okay, I was saying know? I was looking at the website. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So it's just just plugging those guys in because you know and. You know, the barber college came about doing, you know, doing the time where as we we're getting more barbers in, they didn't have the proper training mm. and we don't have the, the, the school to, to teach them how to do the fades and everything that we do um, to make us stand out because we can do everything else. Yeah. But one of the things that the town don't really know how to do is just the tight fades, skin fades and designs and all the other things that set us apart. OK, um, I wanted to make sure that they know how to do that. Sure. You know, so. 
That's where the school came about. Okay, and that was 2017 then. Yep, so it was like correct. 10 years after opening. Correct, correct. Now you've like started a college. Correct, correct, correct. And, and uh, it's just, when did you move to your newest location? The newest location three years ago. Three years ago, yeah, okay. Yeah, three years ago. And now how, m- and how many are on staff now? Oh, man, because we got some <laughs> double booths, so we have over 30. Wow. Yeah, Okay. 30. So it's, uh, we're, we're doing all right. Yeah. We're doing all right. Um, it just, I'm won't focus on just like more on the, on the individual more than just like, okay, we can, you know, we currently charging 25% and then of course, uh, minimum pay that individuals pay out, um, you know, pay us uh, every month because we do booth rental subcontractors. Okay. Sure. Um, you know, most places do like 40% up mm. to 50%. And for myself, that's one of the things that I told myself is I started out um, because I know I wouldn't work for that. Right. You know, if you're in that type of business, um, if you do a good job, the clients are your clients. Mm -hmm. Technically, they're not really the shop's client. So if you go out and do a good job and connect with your client and you're building that client and it's your right to get, of course, there's bills at the shop and all that, but technically... It's, yeah, I mean, you're correct. doing all the work, all correct. the groundwork, and right. so keeping that relationship going. Correct. And, and that's, yeah. that's, that's our model at the shop. You know, that's our yeah. model. And that's why we have a lot of guys that have been with us for a long time. You know, people come, people go. But we have a lot more people that stick with us yeah. through that model. Um, and, but, I mean, people travel correct. to come even correct, correct, correct. there, too. Yeah, we have people. You know, even James, Jamestown, Bismarck, Dickinson. We got all types of guys, you know, especially when the oil was booming out west. Sure. We have people traveling like six hours, five hours to come get a haircut. You wow. know, just uh, South Dakota. Yeah. yeah. And some clients from Canada. They're like, I come to Fargo every month. I'd rather get a haircut here than anywhere I'm like, wow. I'm like, yeah. Grateful. That says a lot. <laughs> wow. Thank you. <laughs> when people travel that far. And correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, my story is long, but. The thing that brought me to Haiti in 2012, yeah. and I believe that um, I had this this feeling inside, you know, go to Haiti, go to Haiti. It was right after the earthquake two years later, mm-hmm. and just hearing all the suffering, and, you know, um, I ended up going, and then one of the issues that I had, because you've got two Class A felonies, and one of the things that, if you got felonies, that you might not be able to return. Oh, okay. So I remember um, I had talking to numerous people they were telling me like man get make sure you get your citizenship first okay and then others were saying like don't go and then <laughs> it's different voices and i just man i feel like god would put this in my heart to do i'm, I'm just gonna go do it and i talked to my uh, my wife she would, i was just about to get married a year after okay so we were engaged during that time and then i remember talking to her i'm like i, I have to go and i went to haiti and then just seeing the just mind-blowing and then on the way did it like bring you back to like growing up there oh my goodness well it brought me back not only that it brought me back it's just like how did we get here sure and I remember the town I grew up in and just it felt like an atomic bomb went off Mm. like I'm talking about from like from looking at the mountains where you used to see a little you know a little bush or stuff like a little green I got completely brown Really? And during that time, there's no trees left around there. You know, like if somebody on somebody's home, you'll see a little tree here and there. Yeah. But in the mountains, nothing. Wow. They were actually digging the roots. Yes. Because 
that's the only way for them to make their food. That's the only way for them to fix their houses. Wow. So that's why it's been, I think it's like probably close to 90% deforested. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So Sad. when it rains, it pours. Yeah. And mudslides, you got everything. Right. And it'll, it's barely, it barely rains. And when it rains, it pours. Yeah. And just takes yeah, out everything. Takes out everything. And that town, I remember there was soft dirt when I was a kid. Sure. And, you know, people that was more fortunate would have little bicycles. They could ride a little bike. I'm talking about, you. Could, I didn't see a single bike bicycle in that whole town. Wow. And I'm talking about just like the rocks just sticking out. I'm like, what? Yeah. So just have nothing. 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 There. Nothing. And I was like, yeah, something. And what did you go there to do? Did you... I felt like I was called just go there just to see how things were, see the family, and what can I do to help. Mm -hmm. Sure. I felt like that. And then when all that plays out, you know, on the way back, there's a miracle that I believe that happened on the way back since I had all this stuff against me already. Right. So on the way back, they stopped me at passport control. Okay. They're checking me in, and then I looked on the screen, there's a bunch of X's popping up. I'm like, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. then a bunch, few security guards, like, escorted me through this room. And then they set me there, and I was there for at least nine hours. And I remember they checked back with me. They're like, man, you're in a lot of trouble. I'm like, and I was like, please, God, just like I know yeah. my wife's waiting. Right. <laughs> Let her be okay. I have served I my can, time. I'm like, like <laughs> yeah. And you know? And then at night, they came and said, like, we're going to let you go, but we set your court. You need to go to court. And when I uh, when they let me go, and then, like, you need you need a lawyer. And I contact the lawyer in Minneapolis, and then they end up telling me, like, and I told him the story. And he's like, they let you go? I'm like, yeah. He's like, they're not supposed to let you go. <laughs> <laughs> they were supposed to put you in immigration hold and send you back. Wow. Because it's two class A felony that's aggravated felony. There's no... But or if, right? You're supposed to get sent back, and he's like, "Send." They're like, "Since they didn't send you back, we're gonna do whatever we can to get you to stay." But it's not looking good. Yeah, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, "Wow," and making all types of plans to help Haiti. You know, we had plans to have kids and right. buy a house and all this. I'm like, "Well, look like we're gonna be in Haiti." <laughs> right. And then uh, that was uh, right doing the. Uh, Ebola time that was going on in Africa and my, my lawyers from uh, Liberia and then it was like maybe a couple of weeks before or a month before my my final court case court date or whatever and then he uh I tried to call him I couldn't get a hold of him and finally he called me back he's like well I'm in Africa I give your case to this other guy he's gonna take care of you <laughs> Oh no! I'm like what? <laughs> I'm, like, Dude, I'm being sent back, and you telling me that? Yeah. <laughs> you you're no longer representing me. I'm like, all right, fine. And then he, uh, I went to Minneapolis go visit the lawyer, and he's like, he look at my. He's like, you're about to get sent back, dude. I'm like, yeah. I thought we're doing everything we could. Yeah. He's like, there's two ways for you not to get sent back. Either you get pardoned from Obama, or get pardoned from the governor of North Dakota. Wow. I'm like, what? <laughs> Boy, those are two pretty big asks. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting there like, like, well, Obama's out of our reach. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I'm like, I'm like, well, let's, you know, and that's Jill Chaplin came on board also. Okay. That's why I met Nancy Schaefer, Ed Schaefer, all the, man, I'm telling you, like all the right connections. God, I believe God put all the right people all around. Right. You know, in, in, in there. And it's like. And so you got the pardon. I got the pardon. Wow. Yeah. And then my lawyer's like, you need to file for your, uh, fill, um, try to get your citizenship. And okay. right after that, I went and, and to the interview and then I passed and I'm like, I thought they were going to like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> we got these X's yeah, again here. I'm no. I'm telling you. No. And, and then standing here today, I'm a U.S. citizen, which was never supposed That's to happen. awesome. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, congrats on that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah it has crazy. to, I mean, again, like you said, like from mm -hmm. God. Like I agree 100%. 100%. Yeah. Even with that, you know, like, you know, now we have two kids and my, my older one was born. Like, I didn't know I had sickle. So that's another one. And then that'd be yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, you've had lots of, you've taken Man. lots of risks. Man, beyond. <laughs> Even, yeah, and then all these challenges. Mm -hmm. So, personal and business, mm -hmm. but yeah, tell us about your, your yeah. kids. Yeah, so, so my, my son, um, my older son was born, and then um, he, they, you know, at the hospital, they give you all types of tests and all that, and they're like, well, your son have sickle cell trait. And I didn't know anything about sickle cell or anything yeah. like that. And then my wife was like, yeah, I got the trait. The trait doesn't really harm you or anything like that. Sure. Um, but if you got two people with the trait, there's 25% chance that uh, the father and the mother can pass it to the kid. Okay. And then now he become like fully sickle cell oh, baby. Oh, okay. And that's where your the shape of your blood can be a, like a S shape where or a C shape where it's hard for it to go through your veins mm. and they cause all types of problems yeah. and life expectancy when i found out you know is pretty slim really and uh so i'm like well let me go check and i had the trait and i'm sitting there like well we're thinking about having another kid like just pray about it and pray about it and like well they told us 25 percent chance we got 75 percent. it won't happen and then we're like, all right, let's try to get pregnant. And then, of course, she was pregnant. And then we're like being, you know, like, please, no, you know, no sickle cell. <laughs> and then, of course, there's a hospital in Minneapolis that they send us to to make sure that the baby didn't have sickle cell. And then, of course, boom, sickle cell. Fully. So the first one doesn't have it? First one doesn't okay. have it. It was the second one. And I'm sitting there like, no, you know? Yeah, right. Like heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. And I'm like, man. And me and my wife, we're praying and thinking about it and just like, you know, we're not, we're not going to terminate the baby. This, no. Mm -hmm. We're going through with it, and we're going to give this baby the best life possible. Because, mm. you know, he didn't ask to be here. You know, we have the baby. We planned it out and all that. We're going to go through with it. And then sure enough, you know, we all the all the messages, all the all the everything that they told us about sickle cell, they were just like, Yeah, yeah, maximum thirty years. It's gonna you gonna be at the hospital literally, literally every week. If he's too hot, he's gonna be in the hospital. And wow. we're talking about pain where there's no there's no medication that they can take to relieve the pain that they go through. Wow. And you know yeah. you know, you got babies having having like heart attacks. And like, you know, babies. Infant, you know, yeah. Correct. And just hearing about all this stuff, I'm like, man, what are we going to do? And then we got referred to the Children's Hospital 
to see if we can have this operation, a bone marrow transplant. Oh, okay. And that's to get a bone marrow transplant, you got to have a match. Right. And it's difficult to find a match. Yeah. I know a, another person that, the, the, yeah, but it, she did, but wow. it, it took a while. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sitting there like, and then uh, we're checking who could be a match. I wasn't a match. My wife wasn't a match. And guess who was a match? The older son's 100% match. Amazing. And like, how? Yeah. Again, uh, how does uh, this? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. You know, it's like wow. I like only God. Um, and yeah, we went through all last summer. We were in the hospital. We spent about two and a half months in the hospital. Last summer. Yeah, last okay. summer. And then now, you know, after everything, in a year later, almost now you, you know, <laughs> the guy started daycare. How like old is a week he? Ago. He's two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. So typical two and a half year old. I'm telling you, <laughs> like <laughs> terrible twos, no man, trouble. No, actually, he's a good kid. He don't, yeah. you know, he might complain here or there, but he's just like he'll bump his head into the door. Like eh, I felt worse pain than that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but it's a uh, definitely a d- difficult time. Um, yeah, a difficult time. But it's uh, uh-huh. you know going through the chemo treatment. You know, he had like three chemo treatment losing his hair couldn't eat yeah. for like three months and just like phew. in the hospital he wouldn't sleep in his crib so every time we would just sleep on a chair sometimes i spent like two days sleeping like yeah in, in my arm because like you know it's just man yeah but you do anything for your kid though of yeah. course of course yeah and just knowing like and you know just being there too just how grateful thankful i am too because like this can be fixed this kids right. that's coming in there with like terminal, you know, all types of stuff being yeah, wrong. Yeah. And that they, or some of them that they have to live with it all their life. And just like, and that's that story. Like we're here, like complaining about pickles or complaining right. about sickle cell. And somebody got something terminal and that they got to deal with for the rest of their life or that, you know, potentially can kill them, you know, right. but yeah. Yeah. So you've been through a lot few things yeah my goodness uh and still have like such a positive outlook yeah after everything yeah it's only right you know it's yeah. like what can't kill yeah. you make you stronger right. you know i didn't do it so you know i believe god had our our back since day one so i believe like it's only you know how can i be mad you know what i mean right yeah and i think um you know one thing you're you're very humble and you're also very generous i know yeah try to <laughs> I, I know um you guys like give back to like the jail chaplains now yeah. and um, like giving hearts day oh yeah we know uh, love partnering up because you think about it you know, during those times you think about the people is being helped you know mm-hmm. during that time you're down and out you're sitting in jail like a lot of people you know substance abuse and all types of different stuff going on it's like right. that's a rough time you know if you don't be careful you know and don't have the right people around it's uh it could be it could be it could be really bad Right. Yeah, and not sure. just for that individual, for the whole family. Right. You know, and um, even the community, we have to I believe we have to do a better job receiving the uh, people that's coming out. Right. Because they're part of the community. Yeah. And they're not there forever. Right. So if we don't find a way to, to, to welcome them back, you back know, in and like, be going to just push them back like, hey, no, you take care of this problem. Like, right. You know, and I believe, you know, we all have family members that's going through something, mm-hmm. you know. We do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then, yeah, how can they be assets to our community again? Correct, correct, correct. And their families. And exactly, exactly. I think they can see a lot of hope in you, like your story. Like it just, you, you got to give it back, you know what I mean? And when I found, you know, 
barbering and found hope in Christ, you, you got to talk about it. You know what I mean? Be like, hey, I found something. Hurry up, everyone. You know? Yeah. So I, I got barbers that's working in there with, with at the shop. I've been talking about barbering since day one. I'm like, you need to... <laughs> Go to the school. Correct. I like. Let's you, get you, you cut, in here. Yeah, you cutting hair at, at home and I'm like, just just do it. Yeah. You'll you'll, you'll it's nine months. Yeah. Not that long. You know. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, what's like one piece of advice or encouragement you'd give to someone else that's maybe they want to mm-hmm. um, make a change for their life? They want to be an entrepreneur. They want to um, just make a difference in the community. I, I'd say you can't you can't skip over the steps. And my thing is like I've never I wasn't a business person when I started and I believe I'm still not the business guy. You know, I, I try, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's 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 stepping out and put a plan together and go after it. Like till still today I still work about seventy, sometimes eighty hours a week. Wow. And it's not something that success don't come overnight mm-hmm. and it's there's no shortcut to it. And if there's a shortcut, you better, something might be wrong with that. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, it's always uh, putting that plan together and putting the right people around you. And look to recognize who's there to help you get where you want to go and who's trying to deter you or trying to bring you down. Um, and I believe that if, if you believe that you can do it, and it's, it's that it's going to pull you. There's like that, that pull because... I wake up at like my alarm goes off at like four thirty in the morning, and I yeah. got like people that come to the shop six a.m., five thirty a.m. Like I don't want to do it at a lot of times, <laughs> but I believe it's that it's that process that that gets you there. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like I work out, been slacking a little bit, <laughs> but it's like you go one time, you don't see the result. You go the next time, you don't see the result. And a lot of time we just don't really see the result, but everybody else can. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And eventually. You know, once you finally realize that, you're like, man, let's just go. Yeah. And we're just getting started, you know what I mean? Right. You know, I'm like 37 years old, you know. Yeah. We got uh, so much more to accomplish. Yeah. But it's just um, find that thing you're passionate about, you know what I mean? And find a, a problem. If it's a problem, look to be the, the, the answer solution, to that, yeah. correct, to the solution to that problem. Right. And if you could do that, you know, you can help the community grow, find, you know, something here that you can do to help. Yeah. It's not being like, oh, everybody wants to be like Mike or like LeBron or Curry or something like that. And is that platform is very small. Right. It's very small, but there's all types of other things you can be great at. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, that's so good. Such great advice <laughs> from uh, walking through all of it. And oh, uh, I think you're a great testament to putting in that hard work. And Well, thank yeah. you. So thanks for like the difference that you're making in our community and, and we'll continue. <laughs> yeah. And congratulations on fifteen years. Yeah. That's awesome. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Keep looking back. But with barbering, you got you know, barbers don't retire till they're like eighty years old. Yeah. Like, you I'm got lots of years. Started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well thanks again, Will. Yeah. Appreciate thank you. It. Thank you guys. I appreciate you guys. Wow, what a great episode. Thank you so much for joining me. It's always so inspiring sharing these stories. Remember to like and subscribe. I would love if you could leave me a five-star review. This helps us reach and engage with more people. Join me next week. And until then, make the most of your new day.